welcome to This Versus That, Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co-hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions for the wedding that you're dreaming of. Do you have a decision to make about the music at your wedding, band or DJ? Both options are great, but there are definitely reasons why you should consider one versus the other. I have Clint Wiley of Clint Wiley Entertainment with me, who is a band leader and owns an entertainment company that includes DJs and fusion bands. He's going to chat with me about what makes a band or DJ right for your wedding. Clint began performing at private events and weddings in 2008. He created the company after seeing how difficult it was to find fresh, high-energy bands that could get everyone on the dance floor while still being reliable and professional on and off the stage. He's learned the importance of giving clients options and versatility, which includes his award-winning band, None Other, and Stereophonic DJs. Over the past 10 years, Clint has put together an entertainment experience that touches lives from literally all over the world. With over 2,000 events and counting, Clint looks forward to continually raising the bar. I know you're going to especially love this episode if you love the idea of a band, but maybe not the cost of it, or if you don't really know if there's such thing as a great DJ. I promise you that there are. In the episode, we'll also talk about what to look out for when hiring a band, and we'll also talk about the different kinds of DJs that are available to you out there. Let's go ahead and get started with this interview with Clint. Hey, Clint. Thank you for being with me today. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. I love it. So I came to Clint specifically, you guys, because I've known him for a very long time. He's absolutely a master of both of these things. And um, he's really probably one of the very few people in the country that I feel like knows the ins and outs of DJing and musicianship, having a band, all the things, because he owns those businesses and he started them from scratch. So I just don't know anyone else that really has as much knowledge as you do about both subjects, which I think is great. Oh, don't stop. (laughs) And that is classic Clint. Okay. So let's just dig right in and let's start with the benefits to a DJ versus a band. What do you got for me? Well, the first is obvious and that's a budget. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to save a lot of money with a DJ compared to a band 99% of the time. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the most obvious difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're also going to look at the difference between the energy that a band is going to give you in that reception as compared to just one DJ there behind a DJ booth. Yes. It's a huge difference. The way that I liken it to is kind of like, you know, you have a favorite song and when you listen in, listening to it in your car and you're jamming in your car and you're singing and you're having a great time, but you pay $130 to go see somebody in concert. It's entirely different. Like that song is then something else. It's Correct. it's the energy there. That's how I am like in DJ to band. You have a great time with that song in your car or at your house while you're cleaning up. Sure. 
But when you're at a concert, it's like a whole new level. Yes. Um, It can be. (laughs) (laughs) There's some acts you see. There's some acts you see and you go, oh my gosh, that was the best thing I've ever been to. And then there are some other acts and you're like, wow, that was nothing like the album. Yeah. They should just stick to studio. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It goes back and forth. That's Uh, so true, Clint. That's a really good point. I, uh, it's so funny because I talked to a groom uh, last year and he said to me, he goes, I really love Jay-Z, but I saw him in concert and I didn't like the way any of the songs sounded. Oh, and I haven't seen him in concert, but I, yeah, I can understand and, that. And he said, rather than using the same exact sounds and beats that he did on his album, you know, he decided to, I guess, just change the feel of it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, this is so cool hearing it in a different way. And then he was like very disappointed. Oh, so that's it, it really goes either way. Yeah, it can go, it can go both ways. But generally, yeah. I would say live, seeing a live, ba- uh, live band is much better than the experience in your car. Yeah. Well, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's why we pay more for them. So I just, th- I, I, th- to go see somebody, you know, on, on, to go to a concert, you'll spend so much money. Whereas, you know, downloading it from iTunes or whatever, you're not spending any costs. You still right. enjoy both. You still enjoy both. But, um, what are some of the other pros to a band versus a DJ? The pros to having a band over a DJ really do, in my opinion does come down to to that energy level i just mm-hmm. there's just not going to be an energy level with a band that you, you're just not going to get that with a dj um or you've got and it depends on what you like but if you know if you're the the, the type of person that thinks that what dj Khaled and pitbull do um uh-huh. and you like that vibe um then you know what? You're probably going to like, you're, you're probably going to want a DJ over a band. Yeah. I think there's definitely something to be said for who your guests are and what kind of party it is that you're looking to have. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, um, okay. So if you really feel strongly about having just a ton of modern songs, especially hip hop, pretty much everything on the radio today you're hearing was uh, recorded, engineered in a studio with keyboards and drum machines. Mm -hmm. If you want that exact sound, that impact, that's your thing. You, you go to the clubs, you enjoy that. All your friends enjoy that. That's the vibe you want. A lot of uh, modern music things from say the past five to 10 years. Um, I personally think you're going to be much happier with a DJ. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. So it is, it is about the kind of party that you're having and the guests that you're going to having and, you know, the vibe that you want for your evening. Uh, one thing that I think a lot of people need to t- take into consideration is the kind of wedding that they're having. If they're, um, and this might be reason to have both. Even if you're having the kind of wedding that let's say um, you're having a nice cocktail hour outside, and then you're having more of a dinner party style reception. Uh, and then perhaps moving into another room that's more like of a like a the dance party part of the night. You might want to consider at that point two different things and have a DJ for a portion of it and live for the other part. What do you yes, think? I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And I think that what a lot of people um 
need to realize when they're thinking and envisioning the success of their wedding reception is that maybe your experiences when you've heard a DJ at a, at a nightclub, um, that might not be a good fit if you're expecting a bunch of friends and families of all ages attending your wedding. So true. You're so right. you'll, you'll be on, you'll be on the dance floor at one 30 in the morning at some club on a, on a Thursday night <laughs> and the place is going insane for, you know, the new fill in the blank, you know, song. Uh, and they're going, and you're like, oh my God, I want that. I definitely want that song played at my wedding. The place is going to yeah. go nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely different demo. It's your wedding. Yeah. So that's grandma and outside. Yeah. Grandma and, and, and Uncle John, they do not, they do not like, uh, you know, they don't like that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, but if you've got a certain amount of friends that are in your age group that like the same kind of music you like, they're probably going to want to party all through the night. So that is a good idea to when you want to do a, a after party or after blow and you have a DJ there playing all of those songs. Um, I've seen that work incredibly well because I feel yeah. like if you've got a wedding reception and it's all ages there, honestly, the classics are what really pack that dance floor with everybody from ages, you know, 14 to, to 80. Yeah. Like that, yeah. the classics, but as the night goes on and now the majority of your guests are, you know, in their twenties and thirties. Well, then that DJ music is probably going to work a lot better. So right. that, that would be, a uh, another thing to think of. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about that is something that someone should think about in advance is the amount of space they have in the room. I know that's like, I hate to say sometimes it's going to come down to something like that, but if you're locked into a venue and you have a limited amount of space, a band might not fit. Right. I, I hate to, I hate to, for it to be like Debbie Downer on that, but there's going to be times where a DJ's it really needs to be where it's at sure. or, or like your, one of your, um, what I, I think is it pretty much a work called a fusion band where you have a DJ that has some live element, just a, like another musician or two. Sure. Is that always that, called and, fusion that's, band? And, and that's very, uh, well, if you, yeah, I mean, there's different names for it, but I, I'd say a fusion D, a DJ fusion, uh, type of, uh, situation where you have, uh, different live musicians playing along with the DJ and that, you know, there are options out there where you can have a DJ with a drummer, which is where it all started. Uh, I think that's sort of like 15 years ago, Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink-182 started touring, um, um, started touring the country with a DJ and it became very, very popular. And then that kind of spread into the wedding world. And you started having drummers with DJs. And then you can have a, you know, like a, a percussionist playing bongos and congas and a drummer. Um, and then it can also go up into having, um, you know, a horn section, things like that. Um, so that is another option. And it's it's at a lower, generally at a, a lower budget than having a, a full band. Yeah. Um, but yet you're still getting that live band feel um and it's and and it's a smaller footprint in the room so those are a lot of those are a lot of positive reasons yeah and um so kind of going back in that same realm if you're not with size but uh of the room the size of the wedding like how many people you are there do you think that makes a difference absolutely um, I would say from my experience, 
95% of all weddings that are, I would say 75 people or less always go with the DJ. Yeah. Um, from my experience, um, my band probably does maybe three weddings a year where it's mm-hmm. between 50 and 75 people. But most of the weddings we do are usually about 125 to 300. Right. Yes. So you have so, it typically an eight piece is pretty much standard for you, right? Seven or eight? Yes. Yeah, seven, we go seven to 10 piece. Okay. Is Yeah. There are bands out there clearly that are three, four, five, six pieces. Um, I've seen up to 18 pieces. So, you know, that's something to consider again with the, let me ask you this actually come to think of that. Um, it's a little bit off topic, but I think it's a good thing to answer when you go larger with the band. Like, so a standard band is what pieces standard band is seven pieces. Okay. And that will, in, in the case of my band, that gives you a male vocal and a female vocal, which I strongly advise doing if you're going to hi, hi, hire a live band you need both. I, and i'll t- and i will tell you why i suggest that to everyone because if you want to have the most available in your playlist you need a guy to sing guy songs and a girl to sing girl songs. Right. like you Here. immediately cut out the song some of the songs that you would yeah. love to hear if there's no girl i completely agree or it sounds kind of weird like hearing it hearing, <laughs> hearing a dude saying whitney houston i want to dance with somebody great it's not great (laughs) okay okay so male and a female vocalist male and female vocalist with my band it's male female vocalist you have a guitar player bass player um and then we have a keyboardist that also plays sax and a key and another key and another keyboardist that plays trumpet um and and a drummer so when we have those musicians in particular let's say we're doing an uh, for example let's say you have an 80s song and you have a couple different 80s keyboards playing. It's like a new wave song, like Spin Me Round, okay? Mm-hmm. Something like that, or, or Aha, Take On Me, something like that. You're okay. going to have those two keyboards. If you want to have some like Motown kind of sounding stuff, some 60s music, maybe some of that 70s music, um, it's nice to have some horn hits. So it's mm-hmm. really cool when you hear that trumpet and that sax, and it just sounds legit. Um, so we found that seven piece is the smallest that we can go in okay. order to play those songs. So when you're looking for a band, if you want those, you know, if you want that uh, legit 60s and 70s horn section sound, you know, keep that in mind. Um, keep that in mind. And then also with the male and female singer. And then going, I guess if I, I can go even deeper into that, you know, there's some bands that then expand and they have, you know, three female singers. And then yes. they have two mm-hmm. uh, two guys now the there's um there's two different schools when you when you're having bands like that from my experience and i feel like if you're really like if you're a big fan of um say like broadway musicals glee like you like that those harmony sections those big harmony sections yes. those groups are going to do that uh, and they're going to give you that sound. They're going to mm-hmm. give you that big sound to where maybe if you heard the original version of Journey, Don't Stop Believing, it's one person who sang it. But if you hear some of these bands, you're going to hear like a three-part harmony. Now, what I found is couples either love that or they really don't like it. And they want to hear it sound closer to the original version. Got and it. neither neither's wrong. They're both great. It's just your yeah, But that's exactly. something to think about. 
Um, speaking of a DJ, something just came to my mind. Uh, requests. I think DJs are easier to put in those last minute requests. So if you're, if you're of the type that wants to have kind of like an open feel for your wedding, then a DJ is by far going to be these, like you, it's more difficult for, to walk up to a band and say, like walk up to you as a band leader and say, um, can you play, uh, Elton John right now? that's not just something you can whip out as easily. Am I right? You are correct. Okay. And it's funny because when we, we, we don't even take uh audible request anymore because we're singing, we're moving around on the stage, the band's playing. We don't have time to stop and have a conversation in the middle of a song with someone. So we always just say, you know, we just make the little sign of write it on a piece of paper, just write it uh, down and throw it up there. And then if we know it, or we know a song that's really similar to that, you know, we'll do our best. Um, yeah. But obviously with a DJ, He's DJing a song. He can lean over. Okay, you want to hear this? No problem. I'll have it. I'll play it in the next, you know, fifteen minutes or whatever. So that is another uh, side of DJs that is really good. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, what I will, fi- what I have found is that working with DJs as a more recent, you can they give you like somewhere to go in and choose a lot of the songs that you want to hear. But then, because if you take them as experts they're going to group them together appropriately. So people stay on the dance floor the longest. Like they know how to, um, what do you call that Clint? When you have like sections of music that you're going to pay through at the evening, like you have like a, sh- like a, like, I don't know, maybe call them sets. Yes. Sets. Yeah. So you'll have like, and yeah, you'll find that you're, you're, you're really good wedding bands and wedding DJs. They, they start to figure out within the, the first couple of years of, mm-hmm. of working at weddings that, oh, okay. Um, if I do this song, if, you know, if, if I do, if I do uh, Jackson five and people are really into it, there's a pretty good chance that I can do some temptations, maybe some Supremes mm-hmm. and that feel, and it's going to work together. You don't want to go all it's yeah. You don't want to go all over the place. You don't want to have, a bite of your um, salad and then go and then take a bite of your dessert <laughs> and then and then have a fry and then one bite of your steak and then back to the dessert. It doesn't, it's not good. It doesn't work. That's doesn't such work. a good analogy, Clint. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Dessert and salad don't go together. No. You know, because, oh, oh, and I think one of the worst things that I've seen happen um, is opening the dance floor to something like, a big usher song where yeah. it doesn't you know there's songs that just don't invite everyone to the dance floor like the right. original the first song out should be something is inviting to everyone who's there absolutely you know yeah unless I, I there's never, a very specific reason for a song that like means something to everybody right yeah i completely agree the beginning of the night as soon as the guests are finishing up dinner first of all if the older people are going to be uh dancing it's usually going to be in the first 30 to 45 minutes a- after they finish dinner. Right. And you right. want to get the selections in that they're going to connect with. Right. They're right. really, they're really going to enjoy. And the funny thing is, this is something really interesting too. Um, I think it's because of maybe like Pixar movies and uh, like Marvel movies and things like that. But there's quite a few really great sixties and seventies songs and eighties songs now that, even like 
eight-year-olds know all the words to. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. My kids so, are like that. Yeah. So you you really, um, you know, we, we learned a, 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 my band, for example, learned a, a song, um, a couple songs that were on the um, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, mm-hmm. 70 songs. I could not believe it, but we started doing them and every single person of all ages on that dance floor. And that's what you want, especially the first hour of the night after everyone's had their meal. You know, if older people want to, you know, dance for 30 or 45 minutes or maybe even an hour or so, and then they're kind of just want to sit back and just kind of enjoy the enjoy conversations and just kind of watch the band and have a good time that way, that's fine. Um, but you really, really want to make sure that, um, you know, Aunt Sally and Uncle Remus and whoever's ready, you know, to, yeah. to get, get on the dance floor and start dancing as soon yes. as they're finished with their dinner because they're not going to want to dance two hours later. Exactly. You, know? you may have lost them by yeah. then. Uncle like, Johnny's not going to be into that. Yeah. Um, that made me think of something else that I think should be a consideration. And let me know what your thoughts are on this. What about the length of the wedding? Like, what if you are planning on having a six hour reception? Now, typical, I will say, is three or four for the reception that's following cocktail hour. That is kind of standard. It's about four. Wouldn't you say, Clint, more often than not? Four is the, uh, that's the rule that generally yeah. you're talking about four hours. Um, I, I do think that three hours is a good time length. If it's going to be a really intimate wedding, if you're talking about 25 to 50 people, okay, three hours might be really good, but yeah. four hours is generally the rule. Um, this is what I think. I think you want your guests at the end of the night when the reception is ending and the DJ or the band say, you know, this is the last dance of the night. You want your guests saying, oh, I can't believe it's already over. Yes. You do not want to extend it to five hours. And then the the last hour, you see your guests glancing at their watches, leaning into each other. Should should we leave or? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, should we just, you know, is it rude? Um, I don't want to be rude. I mean, it came all the way here. Uh, you don't want to put your guests in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would generally, I, I would say that four hours is, it just seems like for introductions, toasts, special dances, dinner, and dancing, four hours just seems to be really, really good when you're talking about, you know, 75 to, you know, 150 guests. Um, And then there's a lot of bands out there and um, they have no problem in extending. Mm -hmm. So if you planned on four hours, you're like, you know what? I really want to go four and a half or five hours. A lot of bands and DJs have no problem doing that. And, um, but some do have a problem with it and some can't. And what, and I, and I, I don't know that they would necessarily say they have a problem with it, but I can tell you from the experience they don't perform as well as they did in those first few hours. Got Not it. every band is cut out for that, which leads me to my why this might be better. A reason to go DJ if you are planning, if you're planning from the get go to do a six hour where you have like a late night after yes. the regular, you know, that might be a very good reason to just go DJ throughout. Absolutely. You no, know it's going to, because they're DJs not going to get tired out. It's not the same thing. Yes. So, um, and you had mentioned when you when you were originally speaking about the uh, the after party DJ of you know perhaps they're like in another room. Mm-hmm. That is 
really, really good. I highly suggest couples considering getting another room, even if it's going to increase their budget to get like a small, an area for them to have, you know, 50 guests in there or whatnot. Um, yes. I can tell you that I personally have one of the most challenging things I've dealt with the past couple of years is where a couple says, we want the band to finish. And then on the other side of the ballroom, we want to have a DJ, but then the band is not going to want to sit around for an hour or two hours when <laughs> they're going to have to set, to set down their stuff. So exactly. now all of a sudden the band is like, we finished our job and now the DJ is doing their job. So let's start setting down our equipment so that we can get out of there by hopefully one in the morning and get home at two or three in the morning mm-hmm. and telling the band, uh, yeah, you're going to have to sit around for two hours and now they're not going to get home until five in the morning. Um, it doesn't go over well. So, so to explain to everyone, because I don't know that everyone can picture this, imagine a ballroom and you have this big, awesome band on a stage and the dance floor in the center and you're, everyone's dancing and listening to the band. And then, you know, band's like, okay, this is the last one. Let's do journey or, you know, whatever What's the song, what's the song, what's the last song almost always. It's a, don't stop. Believing. Don't stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves that. But I mean, everyone loves it, Clint. So let's not be in denial here. So so then they're so excited. But then the band can say, but guess what? The party isn't over. Right. Turn around. And it's right there. And the DJ's on the other side. So that's one option. Here's the thing, though, is that behind everybody, and this is where things get messy if you don't move into another room, the band like you said, you can pay them to stay and wait in the back until everyone is gone after the, the after party. If they, if you've contracted for them to do that, or all of your guests are going to see a band break down during your wedding. It right. is ugly. There is no if ands or buts about that. It is an ugly process. So I don't recommend it ever. If you can get a stage wrap with draping that goes around them, so no one can see what's going on back there. Yeah. That's a, an, but that's only the case when you're limited and you have to stay. Like, like if you're in a tent, you don't have a whole nother tent to move right. to. That's what. That's really how you need to accommodate for that. But when you have the opportunity to move into, move all of your guests into the next room over, and have the DJ in there with different lighting, and you know the band can end. You know, journey. Don't stop believing, and everyone's super excited, and the. The band leader says, guess what? Party's not over and the door's open or the curtain's open and the DJ hits it. That is, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, second wind, let's roll. Right. And, you know, it's it's an awesome experience. It absolutely is. It's really, really great. And then you have a completely different dynamic and feel in your wedding for the after, at the after party. Yeah. It's something yeah. new and fresh and different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, so we've talked about costs. We've the difference between the two and we've talked about the um, feasibility of like last minute requests and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, one thing we didn't talk about is uh, when you do a choreographed first dance, let's talk about that for a second. And it's not necessarily this or that, But um, if you're having a choreographed dance and you have a band, if you let's talk about both, if you have a DJ 
It's kind of easy. You get a mix of the song and you provide it to the DJ. Or you can't you ask the DJ to create the mix and give it to the choreographer, Clint? Yes. Okay. So yeah. go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so if you're gonna have a special dance, obviously with the DJ, um, you're gonna get the exact song, the exact version, the exact tempo mm-hmm. that you want and that you have practiced to. Yes. So that's really important. And a lot of times, uh, uh, with like my DJ company, for example, we just say, you know, send us the exact, uh, MP3 of the version that maybe was put together by your dance instructor. Yeah. And then we'll make sure that, you know, we have that. So that's what uh, DJs are able to do for you with, if you're going to have a band, um, there is something I think, you know, pretty cool about having your first dance done by a full band um, but you got to make sure that the band knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, when I mentioned tempo, okay, another word for that is BPM, which is beats per minute. And you have to understand that a lot of bands out there, they don't know how to follow the right speed and they will play a song much faster. It's almost, oh, it's never slower. It's always way too fast, <laughs> but they'll play it way faster than the original version unless they have a drummer who, for instance, has what's called a BPM meter. And he looks over, he makes sure that he's keeping the right speed. For example, anybody look up Blink-182, all the small things, listen to the original version, and then YouTube them in concert doing it. And you'll find it's like 30% faster. That's Uh, just what bands do. They just play these a lot faster. So, And you're going to be very nervous during your first dance. You practice this thing, you want it right. And all of a sudden, you weren't planning on this thing being 25% faster. Um, so that's something to consider. Like if you're going to speak with a band, you know, you need to say, and it, I want it this exact way. I want verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then I want you to end it on that second course. And I want it to be exactly 92 beats per minute. Uh, Cause that's what we're practicing it to. But you yes. have to be very specific. Don't assume anything when you're with a band. It has Do to be not. an incredibly experienced, like I, and I will say from experience and several times, even just with your band, Clint, I mean, there's one in particular, and I know which one you, you know, which one I'm talking about. Um, Ariel, not Ariel. Um, oh gosh, I can't recall the name, but I remember that they had it choreographed. They had talked to you at length beforehand and it was so absolutely perfect but i know that not every band could have pulled it off i just there there's bands i would have been like no we're not doing it um get something from your choreographer and have the band play it off the ipod or something but here's the thing if you've got a band there you really want to take advantage of them you know so if there's any opportunity if you've got a really really great band and not one that um and this is a good question to ask when people are looking for bands. You want a band that has the same members all the time. Like it's like a huge, huge sticking point. Uh, a lot of bands pull people from different places to put them together for your wedding. And they're all talented musicians, but they may not consistently play together. And um, it can really bring on a lot of issues, especially like with just those little details that you talked about, Clint. So if you're of the... Um, if you're the type that wants to have a band and you bring them for that atmosphere that you love to look at, you know, how traditional it is to have a wedding band, 
and you want to have your first dance with the band, I mean, I'm all for it, but it's, you've got to have a very, very experienced band to pull that off or have them play it on an iPod or iPod. Yeah. I right? concur. You said iPod. It's not iPod. <laughs> what do you, what do you oh, iPod. I don't know. I don't do it. No, it's really weird. Yeah. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, yeah. So, uh, you, you definitely want a band that's been together for a long time. You know, um, obviously a, a band that's been together for, you know, five to 10 years is going to be a lot more seasoned than some band that's been together for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really good point about making sure that the band is an actual real band. I can tell you yeah. no, uh, no team is going to the world series if their players switch out every every week or every month. Exactly that. Never. That's a great analogy. You You're full it. of them. I have it. It's I'm an analogy man. Them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but there are, you know, there are, uh, you know, I, without saying the names, there are certain bands um, all over the country um, that are run by, you know, companies. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a Craigslist where they offer you a band um, and then they will send out, you know, emails to different musicians that live in your area uh, within a couple hours and say, are you available for this wedding? And they'll kind of put a team together for you. Um, I would say that's a really bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it goes back to budget. And I would say, I, and I tell uh, some couples, listen, you know, if you really are budget conscious on your music, um, I would highly suggest having a good DJ as opposed to a bad band. Oh my gosh. Yes. So absolutely. And I speak to couples and I can tell they really have their heart set on a band, but they have a a budget that's, uh, it's a lot more conducive to finding a good DJ. Mm -hmm. And I will tell them, and I have said this on the, on the, on the phone, I've said, you know, it's, it's your big day and do what you want. But um, with that kind of budget, I think you're going to be much, much happier uh, at the end of your wedding day if you had hired a DJ, because yeah. I don't know a band in that price range that is going to make you happy. Yes, but we can find there are some really phenomenal DJs out there who really bring it. Sure. And you know, I, I love my bands and I also love my DJs. You know, there's the, and there, there's things about both that you just have to like find the expertise on and lean into that. Sure. Not everyone's a great MC either. That's a and great some, point. Some DJs talk just a little bit or way too much and are very much entertainers. And they, those are not always the right fit for your wedding. Again, like if you're having a dinner party style wedding, you do not need that DJ who's an entertainer. You need the dinner party style DJ which is so much more calm is very eloquent on the microphone and speaks when needs to speak. Um, and, and not one who's going to necessarily get on the dance floor and ask what's the song do the do. Like, like, yeah. Like the electric slide or something. And yeah. Starts, you know, yeah. But you know, like, there, there are, there are weddings where that is 100% what they're going for. And we want to get you those DJs specifically for that. But it again, I think it all comes down to when, no matter what is going on, whether it's DJ, you know, the play song DJ or mix DJ, club DJ, absolutely or band. It it it's yes, money is going to play a huge factor in it. But at the same time, you really have to put on your priority if you're going to have 
you know, if you're cut, you know, by your spending plan, go for the best DJ that you can get who offers the most. And, oh, can we just say, talk about this for a second? A lot of DJs also offer other things um, with their um, music playing skills, lights and the smoke. What's the smoke called, Clint? CO2, CO2 and, um, and things like that. So take that into account. Like when you're looking at the numbers there to see if that's, what's bringing you over like a certain cost. And, um, if those things are necessary and, but lighting is a, is also another thing that, um, some bands do bring lighting and some bands have nothing to do it with it. They're all about the musicianship. And so that's an additional cost that you might have to consider as well. But, oh, also time that not just the time with your wedding, but how much time your venue allows for installation and strike. So depending on how large your band is, um, it may take them two hours to set up and then they need an hour of uh, sound check. And the larger the band, the longer it takes to set up. And some bands come with a sound engineer. Um, Another thing to consider is that your band is there for four to six hours, just from playtime to end. They're there for two to three hours, at least beforehand. They need to be fed. So if you've got, you know, eight of them versus a single DJ, that's just another cost that you need to consider when feeding them at at the end of the night. So just to put all of those things onto the table for, reasons to pick one or the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything then, else? Yeah. Yeah. I think that if, if uh, the emceeing is really important to you, um, you might find that DJs sometimes can do a better job. I've heard of some bands where they're, they're great, but they don't want to talk on the microphone, which is weird, yeah. but they're fine singing, but they feel awkward talking. Yeah. Um, and they've spent years. True. Yeah. They just spent years playing their instruments, but yet they're not really comfortable grabbing the microphone and make an announcement or, you know, last minute, Oh, we decided to do the cutting cake right now. Please announce it. And they're just like fumbling. Whereas a, a, a DJ that does this all the time is very comfortable in seeing. Yes. Um, so that's something to consider about is, is if you do, uh, if you are leaning towards a band, make sure that they provide an MC or that somebody in the band is an MC. Um, and if you're able to get any you know recording of this, um, we now live in an age where every DJ and every band uh, is surrounded by iPhones. And so there should be plenty. And if any band or DJ is not able to show you any live footage, that could be a red flag. Um, I will go Very back true. to when you're talking about uh, DJs, um, you know, the different schools, like I refer to one style of DJ as being more like a, like a Ryan Seacrest where it's more the straight mm-hmm. delivery um, yeah. to where they're more about, picking the right songs, making, making the selections, reading the room as opposed to being on the microphone during the night. And if they do make any announcements, they might say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we're going to have a toast from the father of the bride. That's one school. That's more like the Ryan Seacrest, American Idol, you know, kind of delivery. But then Mm -hmm. you've got your cruise line DJ. (laughs) Okay. Why are you laughing? Why is that funny? (laughs) Because I've been with that one. (laughs) Yeah. And the, funny, well, the thing is that some people, some people go on a cruise and there's a DJ there and he's jumping on the dance floor and he's bringing people in and he's doing the line dances and he's playing some games and he's on the microphone and he's asking people questions. And if you 
or uh, if you're on that cruise and you are watching that DJ and you're just having the time of your life and you feel like your guests are going to get into that, then that would be the kind of vibe you're going to want to look for. If you are on a cruise and when you see that guy come out, you start to cringe and run for the bar and you just can't <laughs> even watch it, then you make sure you don't want that guy. Because when it comes time for the cutting of the cake, the Seacrest guy goes, at this time, we're going to have the cutting of the cake. The cruise line DJ guy goes, I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for some cake. <laughs> now, if I just said that and you went, ooh, I'm hungry for cake too, then you know what kind of DJ you want. If you just cringed, we'll pick the other. That's so perfect. Clint, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you think that either of us left out here? I feel like we pretty much hit the the core of the points. Yeah, I think we I think we have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we just hit all the points and it gives uh, your um, your listeners a, a good idea of, of things to ask about and to consider um, before they start. Before um, you make that decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And more questions just to ask in general, you know, that maybe they weren't thinking about before when it is like even just with the different types of DJs and whether they're entertainers or uh, MCs. Like said. I guess I, one more thing, and you, you were bringing up things that they can bring, like lighting. Um, definitely, I would never, ever consider getting a band or a DJ unless they have adequate lighting for the dance floor area. If it mm-hmm. is going to be a DJ, the most important thing is that there's lighting on the dance floor. If it's a band, you want it on the dance floor, but you also want it on the actual members because you want to see them. I can tell you, I have been in resorts and walked down to another ballroom and seen a band in the room. I couldn't see anybody on the stage. They had all, there was oh, no, yeah. they didn't have a, a light show. And look, if you go and see Rihanna or, you know, Alicia Keys or whoever you're going to go see, uh, the light show is part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like that's part of this. That's literally part of the experience. And mm-hmm. imagine going and seeing Rihanna and there's, there's some guy with a flashlight in the corner holding it up. Like it's just not gonna, it ain't cutting it. So that's no. another thing to think about. Um, I have seen, um, some of the DJs going into the, the VJ world, well, they'll bring like screens. Um, uh, couples need to think about that and see if they like that option because um, some people, they just want to have some lights on the dance floor. Other people like that idea of the screens. Um, some people feel like having screens with videos playing is too much of a, of a feel of, you know, say like a sports bar where you have TVs. Yeah, you know, yeah. playing, and some people do not like that. But or like after party in a separate room. I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. So those like are just really uh, yeah. So much to consider, right? So many things. So many things. Clint, thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah. So when you come on for season two, we'll talk about like picking songs or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are more difficult for brides, grooms, and all their people than they see coming. And I warn them every time. I don't think anyone ever believes me until they start doing it. Right. Well, <laughs> I'll be happy to, to give some tips for that uh, in, the, in the next season. Okay. Thanks, Clint. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you and that my co-hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding And our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. May I ask a favor of you if this is the case? 
Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give this versus that podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at this versus that wedding podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you and maybe just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.